That is pretty amazing. I, I, I just, uh, man, when I saw that, uh, just back watching uh, the Ethiopia clip, when they're washing the feet of those children, you know, it just reminds me of what Jesus said, you know, that, that when he, before he goes and, uh, and he's going to go and be betrayed and die the da- death on the cross, the one thing that he does is that he takes off his towel and he kneels down and he washes the feet of the disciples. And he says to them, I got to do this for you. And Peter says, but I'm not worthy, Lord. And he said, if you don't let me do this for you, you're not worthy to be called my disciple. And Jesus says, don't just wash my feet, but wash my, all the way to the top of my head. And it's that ultimate servant act. You know, Life Church today, I, I really want to talk to you about the power of, of, of one. And um, 
If you have your Bible, you turn with me to Matthew chapter 18. Matthew chapter 18, I'm going to get there in just a second. But you are such an incredible church uh, of how you give and how you go when it comes to missions. Great commission, great commandment. To go into all the world and preach and teach the gospel. And to give of the love of the Father. And uh, even like last weekend, you gave over $30,000 to One Day to Feed the World. I know, the, I know the clip said 26000 but actually there was uh, about, about $5,000 more that came in this week just online giving. So over $30,000 was given and, and, and is out because of what you've done, which is just amazing. And uh, it, it's just the power of what one person can do and, and what one person can, can do. And, and when we all come together and we do our part, how God uses that. You know, there's a, qu- a quote that I want to give you. Er- er- excuse me, Edward Hale said this. You've heard this before, I'm sure. I'm only one, but still I am one. And I cannot do everything, but I can still do something. And because I can't do everything, I will not refuse to do the something that I can do. All throughout Scripture, we see this power of one being leveraged, where one person does something in the name of the Lord, and God uses that one action to have rippling and, and, and multiplied effects. We see with one word, God spoke the world into, into existence. We see with, with one stone, David slays Goliath, this giant that held Israel captive. We see through one woman, Esther, that she saves an entire nation of God's people. We see through one boy's lunch, Jesus uses that one lunch from that one boy to feed 5,000. We see through one son... God gives us eternal life. The power of one. And sometimes we forget that God, even though he loves the whole world, he's got the whole world in his hands, and and we celebrate the, the numbers, we celebrate the statistics, we celebrate all the trips and all the hundreds and all the names and all the thousands and, and the tens and even hundreds of thousands of dollars that you've given and the millions that will be given. But in the end, it's all about one. And as a pastor, I don't want us to ever get so, so focused on the mass or the group or the, the corporate. And I don't mean that from a business perspective. I mean that from as versus individual, that we forget about the power of one. We forget about the power that one person has. Because sometimes I think what happens is that we, we, we talk about what God's doing and we, talk, and we celebrate what he's doing and we see all these things, but we just think, well, mine, I'm just not that significant. Or God really couldn't use me. Or here's a reason why, you know, God uses somebody else, but he doesn't me. And the reason why, I, and I just want to just for a few minutes, just try to just push that one button, no pun intended, about the power that you, God has given you, that you have in this setting to, to, to affect change in the world. Sure, you may not be able to do everything, but you can do something. And I hope that you leave here today saying, I refuse to not do the one thing that I can do to make a difference in somebody's life. Jesus talks about this value of one in a parable in, in, in the Gospel of Matthew, Matthew chapter 18. You probably have heard this before, but he says it like this in, in verse 12. Look at it this way. If someone has 100 sheep and one of them wanders off, Doesn't he leave the 99 and go after the one? And if he finds it, doesn't he make far more over it than over the 99 who stay put? Your father in heaven feels the same way. 
He doesn't want to lose even one of these simple believers. See, God makes this statement. Jesus makes this statement. And he's basically just making a matter of fact kind of statement. He goes, hey, isn't it just kind of a known knowledge that you have a shepherd, he has a hundred sheep, but he has one that's missing. So he goes to count them and he recounts and he recounts and he's only missing one. And the shepherd doesn't say to himself, well, it's just one. I mean, it's just one percent. It's just one. It's just, you know, what difference does it make? But no, Jesus says in a very matter of fact way, doesn't he leave the 99 and go after the one? And when he finds the one, doesn't he make a big, big, big deal, an even bigger deal about the one than he does the entire 99? And Jesus is kind of asking this rhetorical statement in this metaphorical kind of way with this parable, with this story, with a meaning. And he gives us what it means. The same way that a shepherd would care that way about one sheep if he were to lose one out of 99. The same way a shepherd would leave the 99 and go after the one. The same way the shepherd would count and recount and then go after and pursue the one. And then when he finds the one, he makes such a huge deal over the one, even though he's got 99, but now he has the one. The exact same way that a shepherd would do that about a sheep is the way God fusses. God cares. God surveys you and I, that not one of us of his creation would be lost. That's the heartbeat of God. For God so loved the world that he gave his only, his one and only begotten son, that whoever would believe in him would not perish but have everlasting life. God's heartbeat is not willing that any should perish. And with God, when he begins to survey and he looks and he sees even one that's gone, he will leave the 99, he'll leave the corporate, he'll leave the good, he'll leave the mass, he'll leave the, 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 the holy huddle, if you would, to go after the one. Why? Because the one is as important as all the 99. The one has just as much value as everybody else and that God cares about the one. And our Western mindset, we go, it's just one. It's just 1%. We bring it down to stats and numbers and, eh, what's the big deal? I just lost a dollar out of 100. I got 99. I just lost one kid out of my four. You know, right now I'm just teasing. But you know what I'm saying? We just lose one. How much more does God care about you and I than a shepherd who loses one sheep? And sometimes we think the world is changed by the 99, but the reality is it's changed by the one. And sometimes we think that God really cares more about the 99 than he thinks about the one. But the reality is the Bible says God cares about the one. And maybe you're here today and you feel like one. You don't feel like you're in the crowd. You don't feel like you're in the middle. You don't feel like you're right in the flow where everything's going on. And there's reasons and there's things and why. And, 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 and I just want to let you know, God cares about you. You may go, but I'm the only one that feels this way. God cares. And he knows. But I'm the only one. He'll leave the 99 after the one. That's the reason why at Life Church we've made such a big, hairy, stinking deal about reaching people that are far away from God. Because we don't believe that church is about the 99. We believe it's about the one. We don't think that missions is about the 99. We think it's about the one. We don't think that this weekend gathering is about the 99. It's about the one. Amen? That's a good time to say amen. 
Because that's what it's all about, is that that's the heartbeat of God, not willing that any should perish. Around the corner, around the world, that God so loved you and I and his creation that he gave his one and only son, that if we would believe in him, he would not, we wouldn't perish, but we would have everlasting life. And if God loves us that way, shouldn't we, as a church, go after the one the same way he does? Yes. The answer is yes. Jesus wasn't saying this just because Matthew doesn't record it in the Gospels, just because it's an illustration of what we, the 99, need to be about. That's the one. And here's the amazing thing. When we, the 99, are about the one, we carry the heart of the shepherd. Excuse my last weekend, we talked so much about compassion. And my prayer was, is that you would cross paths with someone in whom you could show compassion on. I don't know about you, but when my opportunity came this last week, man, it hit me in the face. It was one of those deals like, wow, I preached about this, here it is. It was like conviction. You know that conviction, like you get called to the principal's office for doing something? It was like that you get called by your dad because you get Aaron and the, or your mom and they use your whole name, right? And you know you're in deep weeds because you're going to be asked some invasive question that's going to have to expose the very being of your soul. It was one of those moments where it's like, okay, Cole, here everything. You preached this all last weekend. Here's your time to show compassion. Why? Because it's not about the 99. It's always about the one. And here's the amazing thing about God. When we focus on the one, he always takes care of the 99. The 99 didn't leave the pen. The 99 didn't get lost. The 99 weren't, oh, we're lost and undone because we can't find our shepherd. No, the 99 are fine. Why? Because the 99 are all there in the parting in the fold. But the shepherd goes after the one. Because sometimes the numbers and the stats and all these things can be overwhelming. But I just want you to think this weekend about the one face. Maybe one face in that video. One life. One dollar that's given. One trip that's taken. One experience that happens. One step of faith that is taken that moves that heart of God. The reality is that God's placed value on the one. And even in our midst, it's not about 99, it's about the one. And I just want to illustrate this, that you can change the one by your action. Because some of you think, I can't go on a mission trip, or I can't give of, that, of my time, or my money doesn't make a difference, or how could God use someone like me? I'm so glad you asked that question. Because I think sometimes we can get caught up in the idea of we, the 99, the church, when God really wants to use you, not just we, to be the hope of the world. Because it's not about age. Check out this video, and then we'll come back. My name is Taylor Brzezinski. I'm 18 and I'm a senior in high school. And I've always loved going on missions trips. And one that really stood out in my mind was Nicaragua this last summer. And it was the first day we had a pre-service prayer. And God really told me that there's gonna be a woman that I'm gonna pray for that has a pink skirt on and I was gonna pray for her leg. And I didn't know if it was God or me. Like I was really confused and I wrote it down and then I was looking throughout the whole trip, I was looking for that woman with the pink skirt on and I couldn't find her. 
And then the second last day of the trip, we went to a church service and there was um, a prayer time and I was all, I was in front and all of a sudden I saw this lady kind of limping up and she had a pink skirt on. And I knew like right away that that was the lady that I was supposed to be praying for. And I prayed for her and then I went around and prayed for other people, but I knew that I wasn't finished praying for her. So I got a translator and asked what was wrong with her and everything. And the translator said that, or the lady said that it was her knee and her knee was swollen and it just wasn't working right. So I bent down and I laid my hands on her knee and I prayed for her and a whole ton of other people came and we were all praying. And while I had my hand on her knee, it started cracking and it started, I helped her move it up and down and we were praying for a long time. After we prayed for her, um, they had another church service and she came up and found me and I got a translator and she said that her knee felt so much better and she could move it in ways she couldn't before. I'm so thankful that God used me to pray for someone and see them healed. Um, it's amazing with all these mission trips I've taken that God has called me to be a missionary and I'm so excited to see what he has planned for my life. See, sometimes we think, well, man, if I get to a certain age or I get to a certain level or I, I you know, I, I know enough theology. This is a high school student who simply hears from her youth pastors, Kevin and Noel Miller, that God wants to use her and that God can use her. And she invests and raises hundreds of dollars, uh, over a thousand, almost two thousand dollars to go on this mission trip. And she shows up and God uses this high school girl to flow through divinely, because we believe in the power of divine healing, because James says if there's any sick among you, let them pray the prayer of faith, anoint them with oil, and, and lay hands on them, and they will be made whole. It's what we do with our prayer partners on the weekend. And she does that, and God uses her to bring divine healing to this lady in this, uh, in this uh, um, uh, emerging nation. And, and I just want to let you know, it's not about your age. Because sometimes you go, well, I'm just too young. No, you're not. You know, I, I, Tammy and I talk about this often, how we never got an opportunity in junior high or in high school to go on mission trips to the church that we attended. They just weren't available. They just didn't do that. Um, and, uh, and, and how we, when we became youth pastors, said this is what will change, especially in suburban kids' lives. You want to change a suburban kid's life. You want them to see the reality of the world then take that one child and put them on a plane uh, with student life here next summer and let them go and experience. Because what happens is, is it's, all, it's an adventure to raise the money for them to be able to see that God really does get it to you if he can get it through you and that God really will bless that. It's a building of their faith. It's a building of their faith as they go and they see how other people in the world really live that you mom and dad aren't just lying to them, that they really do have it made pretty well. And uh, that's a good time to say amen. And then it's also amazing when they get there and how an infinite God flows to a finite creature to touch another finite creation. Purpose is created in that, in that student's lives. You heard that. 
She said, I feel called to be a missionary. Well, I'll tell you why she feels called. Because God used her. And in a way that she's never been used before. And she goes, oh God, here I am. And here's, you, use me. Because we get in this mindset that it's because of my age I can't do it. Maybe you think, well, I'm just, you know, I, I'm, I'm in the middle of life. So when I get older, I'll do it. No, 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 no. It's not about that. Or when I get, or, or I'm just too old, I can't do that. No, no, you're never too old. You're never too old to go to be used by God. Don't, don't let the enemy lie to you. It, but it's about the opportunity to say, you know what? It's not about me, and I'm just one person, but God, if you can use me, here I am. And, and I just encourage you, as we're talking about the power of one, don't dismiss it on the basis of your age. The second thing I'd say is don't dismiss it on reasons like I just got saved or I'm too new in Christ. Check this out. Hello, my name is Scott Mankey. Um, my wife and I came to Life Church a little over two years ago. Um, truly committed our life to, to Christ about two years ago and um, from that stemmed the belief of going on missions trips each of us uh, at least one a year um, I'm here to talk about a trip that we recently took to Laos um, it was really really special uh, we were going through the, the, the city uh, after we were done going through the villages and, and going through our track um, we're back in the city and, and checking things out and Kevin decides to come up to me and ask me if I would speak to an underground church. Now, we are in a communist country. There's nobody that's hardly a believer there, and I'm being asked as a humble servant of God to speak to an underground church, um, hoping and praying that we could plant that mustard seed of, of being able to bring more believers to Jesus Christ. And the strange thing is, is, is here's a gentleman, myself, you know, not exactly the youngest man in the world, not following Christ whatsoever, um, not following his word, just following life as it comes, coming to Christ just a little, you know, two years, and now speaking to an underground church that is completely persecuted and can be in so much trouble just for trying to follow the word of the Lord. And here I am speaking to them. It is the most humbling experience I've ever known. And it, you know, who am I to, to, to even speak, knowing who I was and who and where I came from, and now I'm speaking to an underground church. It was truly a God blessing. I mean, when you think about that, here's a guy who is not, doesn't have theological training. He's been saved for two years, but has this great heart to want to help people. If you know Scott, you know he just has this huge heart to help anybody. Give the shirt off his back kind of a guy. And he feels like he's supposed to go on this trip, and he and his wife Sherry feel like they're supposed to go on a trip uh, every year. And so they carve this out of their budget. And, and if you were to talk to Scott, he, he would tell you that, man, the money doesn't just rain in. It doesn't just fall off the tree. It's, it's a, it's a plan. It's a step of faith deal. And then, but that God wants to use him. I mean, you know, Scott runs, a, he owns his own construction company and does an incredible job and, and builds houses and cabinets and millwork and all kinds of great stuff. But God wants to use him to speak not to build, not to just do construction, but to speak uh, and, and, and basically uh, an underground persecuted church in, uh, in, a, in, a, in a communist country. Wow! How does that happen? I'll tell you how it happens. 
It's because Scott just simply said, God, here I am. I'll put all the reasons behind why I can't do it. I'll put all the excuses why, behind, why I can't do it. I'll put all that stuff on the back burner. And if you can use me, if you can use this one, I'm just one, but I am one. And I can't do everything, but I can do something, Lord. And I refuse not to do the one thing that I can do. So if you can use me, here I am. And then God uses them. And so, you know, it's just amazing to me because these aren't just people from the Bible. These are people in our church, right? These are people that are ushers and greeters and work at guest services and life kids and student life and, and volunteer of their time and their talent and their treasure. Because at the end of the day, God wants to use every single one of us. And we all have our reasons. I can't do this. I can't do that. I don't have enough of this. I don't have enough of that. It's just not the right time. I get it. But I'm still telling you, the Lord's still knocking. He's still saying, look, I want to use you. You may just be one. But I want to use you to reach the 99. And the last thing I want to say about this is it's about one idea one life change that can have multiplied effects. Check this out. Hi, I'm Pam Gable. Missions trips have always been intriguing to me. Uh, last year when um, Pastor Cole mentioned the change of pace, change of place equals change of perspective, it um, actually had me more motivated and I take took my first mission trip last year to Costa Rica and Tammy Cole brought down blankets that uh, we had made or I had made for the Ethiopia trip and uh, we had given them to an orphanage in Costa Rica and it moved me tremendously. My grandmother and my mother both have always sewn and they've made blankets for mission groups and what Tammy Cole and Life Church has is they have a life group called Sochik Tammy asked me after the Costa Rica trip if I'd be interested in heading up that organization or the life group through um, the church. What Sochik does is, is a group of wonderful women that I've met um, through Life Church. That what we do is we come together twice a month and we make blankets, and in turn, these blankets go to wonderful organizations, not only here in the area, but halfway around the world. Uh, some of our blankets have gone to Fond du Lac, uh, to a women's shelter, to Milwaukee, to a boys' shelter, uh, Joplin, Missouri, India. Uh, it, it's just amazing how far-reaching and how much warmth and love we can share. In Costa Rica, you can tell when you give something as simple as a blanket to somebody, you can see that it changes their life. But what you can't see is, is how it impacts and changes my life or your life, the one that does, is there, um, as well as in India. When we gave the blankets to the orphanage in, in India, it's just another layer of, of emotion knowing that one life can change others. Again, one idea. A lady who sews now affects 
kids and people around the world. And uh, it's just, sometimes I think we have this ideology that God has to use something huge or something vastly, deeply spiritual or something way out there. Maybe this lightning bolt will strike and that we'll find our purpose when really God's given you passions and desires and giftings that you can leverage and use those for the kingdom. It's just amazing. So here's what I want to do. I want to take the rest of our time today, and I just I want, to, uh, want to talk about how, what we're going to do in 2012 and how you can be a part of that and be able to do this. So our missions and outreach pastor, Kevin Miller, is going to join me. Could you give Kevin a big hand as Kevin comes out? He's going to join me. And we're going to talk a little bit about this. So, Kevin, you're sitting up pretty high, man. I am, yeah. I'm telling you. you to, oh, yeah, there we go. All here right. We go. Here we go. Uh, let's talk a little bit about how we're, we, we, we've been talking a little bit about, you know, God wants to use the power of one. God wants to use us and that kind of a deal. Sure. Talk to me about globally. Um, I, I know that one way is through Faith Promise, which is on the communication card that people can, can yep. designate money and challenge them. Uh, and uh, so talk to me a little bit about that. How, do, how does that work? Yeah, absolutely. Um, but one thing, if you look on our website, uh, you'll see three things that we do. We pray, give, and go. And uh, globally, we're going to be doing a lot of trips this year. If you want to take this card, it's actually on each of your seats. This is our World Life card. On the back of it, it shows every single trip that we're going to be taking next year. Uh, it's really exciting. We're going to be going anywhere from El Salvador on a teacher's trip all the way to Calcutta, India, uh, where some of our ladies actually went. The ladies there are going to be working in the red light district. And the guys are going to be working with these kids that are uh, actually orphans at a train track that are hooked on drugs there that they have a Sunday school for. So there's some really exciting trips that are planned globally. And also there's one trip that's not on here. It's actually to a communist country. It's more of an extreme trip that we can't even put on here or on the website just for protection of the missionaries and the people there. So we have some really exciting stuff that we're awesome. doing globally. And it looks like there's some youth trips, some uh, just adult trip. And I guess adult would be men and women, or if it just says men only or ladies, it's just... Yep, like, absolutely. Just It'll be specified specific. on there. Uh, some of them are women's trips, and some of them are specifically men's trips. And then some of the trips that we have together is, like I said, one of them's India and uh, England. We're going to be going to England in April. That's uh, anyone, too, as well, men and women. Awesome. So, cool, cool, man, cool. Exciting. All right, so talk to me a little bit. So, so globally, uh, people can, uh, they can go on these trips, and they can just simply on the back side of the communication card today check off a box and just get information. They don't That's obligate it. themselves, right? No, not at all. And then I will send you an email uh, letting you know when the next meeting will be to be able to learn more about what this trip is. And if they don't is, have so. email, you send them snail mail then? We can, or right. I can give you a phone call too. Ever how that works, right? All right. Absolutely. And then, and then weekly faith promise. Let's talk just about that just for a minute. Yep. I know we challenge people above and beyond tithe or any other designated giving. Just to, If you've never done anything, just start with like five bucks a week. That's like a yep. value meal at McDonald's, a Starbucks or whatever, just to do that. Where does that money go when I give that? Well, you know, we take a lot of time picking out missionaries that are doing a great job out there, just like you would in any type of investment with picking out something that's going to grow your investment. That's what we do with our missionaries. And we pick out missionaries that are on the ground doing an unbelievable job. And that's where all of that money goes is through outreaches and through missionaries like that, that are in communist countries, risking their life every single day to missionaries that are uh, teaching students, all kind of different stuff. It's, it's a wide variety of people that we pick out, but we choose carefully who we support. So your money will go a lot further. So people and projects locally mm -hmm. and around the world, that $339,000, most that comes in through Weekly Faith Promise. Yes. 
And, and that's and and uh, I want to say something too. I think sometimes people think that it's just five bucks, man. I don't. That's all I got. Do you, it's amazing what five dollars can do, and what can happen. And really, that's a, where a lion's share of the money that you see that we give corporately comes from. Just individuals saying, "Hey, I'll try that." And then as they go along, then they say, "Hey, man, I, I want to do a little bit more, a little bit more." It, it's, it's amazing. Okay, we've yeah. talked a little bit about globally. One of the things that you and I've been talking about is. We have to do more locally. Yeah. And one of the things about with doing multi-site and having the West Campus, the Germantown Campus, and as God continues to bless, to have more, more, more campuses in the area, is to, to minister you know, around the corner. Mm-hmm. So you've come up with something this year that's going to help us do that. Explain what that is and how we can get involved. Yeah, it's really cool. You know, most of us either live in Milwaukee or a suburb of Milwaukee. So we want to be able to reach out to our city of Milwaukee. And what we're going to do is we're going to take one day a month It's going to be called Second Saturday. And one day a month on the second Saturday, we're going to take three or four hours in the morning and we're going to partner with a nonprofit uh, company or corporation or uh, business or something. And we're going to help serve the city of Milwaukee. It could be anybody from helping out the Red Cross or a food pantry there or something different like that there to be able to help out and serve our community of Milwaukee. So, so now does that cost to, to be involved in no, Saturday? No, it's, it's no cost at all. That's part of what some of the missions dollar uh, goes towards is actually people going and being able to reach so out. So part of the so. faith promise goes to project money that will help pay for that. Absolutely. So then people at Life Church can say, hey, I want to be a part of Second Saturday yep. and show up, get three or four hours. Now, can they do that as a family? Oh, yeah, sure. That's to bring their I think kids that's one and everybody. Things, yeah. Uh, a lot of people ask, what can I do as a family? Because it's cool to get the opportunity to be able to serve as a family and teach your children those values. And, yeah, you can come as a family and do these things. We're going to uh, try to base it to where a family can come in any scenario. And every so. month there's going to be an opportunity. Yes. Yep, every single and month. And if, can, if, can, if I can't do it every month, can I just do it whenever it's convenient for my schedule? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Obviously not everyone will be able to, but as many times as you can, I'll have some sign-ups uh, online and here at the guest services and all of that stuff just let me know which ones you can come to, and we'll get you signed up. So Awesome. Now, one more thing. I, I don't mean to skip around, but, but there are people that may be brand new looking at this card here saying, hey, I want to go on a missions trip, yeah. but I'm just a little unsure. You guys are doing something in, in, with, in World Life this year that's going to help maybe ease that burden a little bit or help people take that step. For sure. Tell yeah, a lot that. of times it's, it's a lot of sacrifice going on the missions trip, for sure. You have to take the time off. You have to save financially. But one thing we're going to do, if you've never been on a missions trip before, we're going to give you 25% off of your missions trip that you go on because we believe that much that if you go on a missions trip, it really will change your life. So. Well, so that one that's $3,500, you're going to give me 25% off that. I, am, I mean, I yeah. can't go because I'm not a lady, but, I mean, that's, that's a lot of money. It is, yeah. It makes a big difference. But we, we truly believe that Why much are you in missions trips. Because people really, it's kind of like you said, the change of place and change of pace, it changes your perspective. And when you go on a trip, it really, truly changes your perspective of life. You see what other people are going through every single day. And uh, you see kind of what your money's going towards as well. Some of these missionaries that are living their life on this mission field. So it's, it really is amazing. It really will change your life. That's awesome. Well, Kevin, why don't you pray for us and just pray for, you know, we've, we've had an incredible year this year in world life. Yeah. And see God, we've seen God do some amazing things. And again, the video, the statistics, the numbers. But I believe, as we're talking about this weekend, that there's one person 
There's one idea that's out here. There's, there's one heart. There's somebody that says, man, I want to go on my first missions trip, or I want to believe God, or there's something, there's an idea that's been sparked that God will use that and will just breathe life into that sure. and help us to, to see that power of one, to lead the 99, go after the one, and change the world around the corner, around the world. Absolutely. I'd love to. God, thank you so much for uh, just giving us the opportunity to be able to worship here freely in this place. God, I pray for every single person. God, that we would each know the value of one God. I pray that you would give us the opportunity, God, play, make, make a way, Father, financially. Free up time for people to be able to give and serve for you, Jesus. Thank you so much for such a generous church that already does so much for you and your world. God, but we know that when we take care of your world, you're going to take care of ours. So, God, I pray that you would just let people step out and know that they can change somebody, just as one person, that they can change this world. God, we thank you so much for this amazing church. It's in your name I pray. Amen. Amen.